are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Step, steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale. As they fire up. Oh, it's crazy. It's a brotherhood. You know, we're following since day one. We went into camp, um, game one, and, um, you know, we all just gelled. You know, the coaching staff are out of this world and I'm just um, you know, amazed that I'm you know, in this group with these boys. Uh, we've got a saying in Ubuntu, you know, um, it's all stick together and do it for each other, not for yourself. And, you know, um, Queensland should be proud tonight. Mate, the mighty Reese Walsh, he'll be the future president of this country, no doubt about it. He's got a big career ahead of him. I hate him already. Now, we might have needed angry pills years ago. Now all they need is Ubuntu. Ubuntu, Stephen. <laughs> and that's Anthony Maroon laughing. Mm. I, I don't know. Do you understand the term Ubuntu? Oh, that's the first I've heard of it, Steve. But, Is that uh, right? Yeah. Do you want an explanation? Mm. Yeah, please. Yeah, the Queenslanders tried a, a number of methods like, uh, I guess, like Freddie did recently with mm. the New South Wales. You know, the healing, the earthing, the, the feet in the ground, the meditation, uh, you know, the, the blindfold work, the whole bit. He's been outdone by Billy Slater. Of course, Billy has outdone everybody. Yeah. And mm. maybe he's probably a bit nervous about uh, young Reese, I would imagine, snapping at his heels. Can you explain Ubuntu, where it came from, Chris? Well, there's a lot of thought that it's actually a Zulu term. Yeah, Zulu chant, And yeah. that it was something to do with a documentary Billy had seen called The Playbook and Coach Doc Rivers in the NBA. But I've actually got the literal translation of what Ubuntu means. Okay. And I quote, I can because we are, and I can't be all that I can be if we aren't all that we are. And that was actually written by Karl Marx. There is no doubt in my mind that Billy Slater... Karl had infected the Southern Africans, is that correct? I can because we are. That's Marxism 101. Billy Slater's a communist. And a very successful (laughs) communist, might I just add. Ubuntu. And and in the world of communism, at the moment, Chris, and the march of the the Chinese, the march of the Ukraine versus the Wagner Group versus... (laughs) Putin, what's gonna? Who's gonna? Who's coming out on top here? Well, it's like a compressed competition on the NRL ladder, isn't it, Maroon? Yeah. I can't tell the difference between Belarus, the Wagners, the Putins, <laughs> and uh, the Ukraine. It's very, very confused and compressed. But Anthony, who are the Wagners? I just this has just popped into my in the last seventy-two hours. Right. The Wagners. They're a mercenary group. Yeah. They're one of those you don't want to cross them. Mm. You know and how many of them are there, and what, what does it cost they're... to hire them? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you're hiring them for? Oh, St George. I can think a few people. 
people in the media, I wouldn't mind sicking them on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, scary looking buggers. Hollywood will get in on this, and the Expendables Four will yeah. feature Stallone, Schwarzenegger, etc., as the Wagners. Yeah. That'll be yes. that'll be a good watch, I think. And essentially, you're right. They're trained soldiers who who go off off the grid and then get hired by you know dodgy leaders. Putin's little yeah. army. He allowed them to come through the ranks, and now they're sort of turning on him slightly. But wouldn't you think he'd ha- be able to, you know, field an, an army himself? It's a, I guess Would it, you? Yeah, well, it's a little bit like, I suppose, Chris, you'll appreciate this. It's a little bit like you'd think that, you know, the south coast, the Wollongong region would be able to just field a rugby league side of local talent. Wouldn't you think that? You'd think that. Wouldn't you think that? Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> not, not all people who run nurseries <laughs> end up selling plants. Anthony, that would yeah. be my take on that Can particular concept. Yeah, I'll please. Okay, I love that. I'll take yeah. that away. It actually translates as Ubuntu. Wondering about the difference between a grub, a germ, a pest and a cat and a weak gutted dog? Well... You've come to the right place. Well, welcome to Fire Up. Now, Anthony, you've been working for Triple M, <laughs> yeah. commentator deluxe, mm. expert commentator. How long for now? Well, um, I've been. Twi- I started at Triple M. We're just trying to work it out before. Uh, I reckon it's about two thousand when the yes. around the Olympics, yeah. and then golden time. Yeah, mm. but I left Win I or I ninety eight Win Wollongong, yes. where I was already a football caller. Right. And then 2007, Triple M got the rights to call Monday Night Footy. So I started up again then. Remember that? Yeah. Monday Night Footy. Yeah, Monday Night Footy, mm-hmm. yeah. And how, how did you cut your teeth? I mean, Warren Smith apparently used to go to Auburn and commentate baseball games the on hill. the hill yeah. for just the local people to mm. listen. How did you, and Ray Warren famously commentated sticks going down a gutter. Yeah. How did you become a play-by-play sticks commentator? Sticks going down the gutter. Yeah, yeah. we'd race them yeah. down the gutter with the water. leaves. <laughs> you used to do that. You used to, did the you leaf, want to be a commentator the, the too, The leaf Steve? rate, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, mate, what happened was uh, I always had a real passion. Like you, I just obsessed with rugby league. And then uh, when I was at Wynn, my boss, like you guys know Andrew Gordon and uh, another guy down there named Phil Giblin, more or less said, well, you're going to get your chance, but you're not going to get your chance till it was the off-season, you know. Right. So I had the whole off-season to turn myself into uh, – yeah. yeah, and I just felt that it was it was only preparation, really, mate. I mean, and the bigger the game, the easier it is to call. I mean, anyone could call an Origin game. It's when you get, like, unfortunately, if you get a West Tigers game and there'll be six or seven blokes you've never seen before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're the hard ones to yeah, call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same principle apparently applies to DJing. The bigger the game, like anyone can DJ an Origin apparently. It's just <laughs> that easy. Can I just check in and say, the bigger the audience, the easier it is. When you've got eight people in the living room dancing, yeah. you've got to make sure they keep dancing. But yeah. for all those aspiring commentators out there that are listening who dreamed about it, you, it was just happenstance for you. You were just told, hey, look, next season you're calling for No, well, I, I, what happened was back then there was the Steelers, you know, and I was in, very entrenched in Wollongong and uh, doing the Brecky show at I-98. And um, I wanted to be a footy commentator. But again, when the opportunity arose, Andrew and, and Gibbo, the other guy, they said, look, you've got enough on your plate. Your wife's about to have a kid. Yeah, yeah. You're, You're doing the Brecky show. Yeah. But the, then they brought a bloke in and he just didn't work. So off the back of that, the door was open, you yeah. know. So hang on. Uh, generally speaking, radio sports broadcast is a national thing which is, or a state thing. So Triple M would call for generally all of Sydney, yeah. maybe the countryside, like the ABC does Grandstand, which goes where? All around the country? Well, we go to all the east coast of Australia. There's triple right. M's everywhere now. Right. And yeah. But at I ninety eight you'd only be full and gone. Yeah, only Wollongong. Right. So, mm. so the, the actual need for a caller would be for what games? Local games? Yeah, like a 
Steelers, yep. which of course became the Dragons. Yep. And it was a wonderful time because the Steelers were just a great club. You know, it was just great fun. And then this, the first year the Dragons came along, they made the premiership. They made the grand final. So I got to call the grand final, and yeah. I've never got to call one since. Right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what does that say? Ninety nine. Exactly. Huh? Were you? Were you there? there was an incident with Stanley the Steel Avenger one day. Was there? Were you there for that? I was there. What happened? Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, you know, my good friend Stevie Mascord would have all the details on this. Ah, uh, he would have yeah. all the details. Mm. <laughs> but I think you'll find that uh, he tried to break up a fight. Didn't he, Stanley the Steel Avenger, and got and, roped in? Yeah, and then he didn't he become the first mascot to have to face the judiciary? <laughs> <laughs> Did he yeah. win or lose? Yeah, I think he got out of it okay. Okay, I have a friend Paul who was the Roosters mascot in the day where it was pretty much just a strap-on beak and a feather duster for a tail. And there was a, a controversial try awarded against the Roosters. And as the uh, opposition player was lining up the kick from the sideline and the referee was standing nearby, he went up and pecked Kevin Roberts. <laughs> and he got a two-year ban oh. from, from mascotting as a result of that. And a lot of thank you letters uh, yeah. from Roosters fans. Jeez, I, I missed the mascot race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's not too late to bring it back. No, that's right. Now, Anthony, but above and beyond all that, you're a Rabbitoh supporter. Yeah. You grew up in the hood. I did, yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up, up down the road in Redfin. Yeah. And uh, so we were always went to Rabbitohs games. Um, we, we played for the Waterloo Waratahs and then we'd go, go and watch the Rabbitohs play. And when I was a younger kid, I was this kid, I'd have one week I'd have an East jumper, then a Dragons jumper and then, you know, but I, as I got older, you yeah. know, I just... Was your father influential with this at all? Did no, father follow it? no, no. He just liked footy. Like oh, footy, it's yeah. funny back then. Like I suppose, Chris, you'd know because you probably grew up the same. It's like for us, everything revolved around footy: playing yeah. footy, yeah. going to the footy, watching footy, meeting other people, and footy being rugby league. Yeah. And um, so, um, on but the, there wouldn't have been any other team except South Sydney reference, surely, in your area. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, you know, obviously the Roosters were at, you could imagine when I was like eight or nine the Roosters were very successful yes yes so and Canterbury were very successful but they came into play yeah but yeah. and then at that time again Steve the Rabbitohs weren't going so well yep yep and then through the 80s we had a, a really good tough team but mm. I've always gone to you know been a part of it and gone to Rabbitohs games since I was about eight yep and when I was when I came back to Sydney and we got kicked out of the comp I said to my wife, and I, I would do, well, I will do whatever I can do to save South. So we did our, um, did the march, we did all that. And then ever since then, I've volunteered my time for free for the Rabbitohs. So whenever I can, I do the Chairman's Club. Yes. Uh, or whatever whatever functions they have. And I, and I just love them, you know. Because yes. you do uh, organise, officiate, run sporting events, don't you, as, as, a, as an MC, as, an, as a... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've got a little business where I, um, um, you know, like all junior clubs, like, say, uh, you know, Newdown Hawks, Brighton Seagulls, mm. what, they, they will hire me. To come and MC their event, right. I will give them professional running sheet, yes. social media videos, to, and I'll bring a, a, a sports memorabilia guy and yeah. two talent, might be Fletch and Hindy, yeah. MG and Daryl Broman, Wendell, wow. Spud Carroll, yeah. and it's a really good little business, mate, yeah. Mm. But I'm disappointing to hear that you don't actually do the catering. I don't do the catering. No, I don't do any of that, mate. I don't serve the the beer or the drinks or the uh, <laughs> jokes. Don't, I don't do any of the jokes. No, jokes no, no, no. What, what, what was 2014 like? Were you there when the yeah, Rabbitohs won? And yeah, how were course, you? Yeah. Well, to tell you the truth, mate, it, I felt more a sense of relief. Mm. I didn't really. I, I feel like I was happier and more overjoyed when 
we came back from 14-0 down to beat Manly in 1984 in that semi. You know, I, I just felt really a real relief, you know. I just felt a real, thank God that's over. And how do, you, how do you feel about the Adam Reynolds uh, situation? Well, I mean, Adam Reynolds, I, I would regard Adam as my favourite Rabbitohs player ever. Yep. Uh, I think he's got it all as a player. He's, and he's the Iceman, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's just the he's the greatest, mate. He's yeah. a local kid. A local kid. And his father is a very, very dear friend of mine. Right. Um, so I'm very biased when it comes to Adam. I could almost support the Broncos. Yeah. You know, <laughs> almost. Almost. I do like watching the Broncos for that very reason. Yeah. We'll get to Reeswalt later. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> they are a formidable team, no doubt about it, because of him. Mm. And imagine if they got Ben Hunt. So listen, uh, we want to talk about State of Origin, yeah? Yes. I was there. I was there too. In, Were yeah. you there? Mm, I wasn't. That's another rort I've got, Steve. I do the uh, <laughs> NRL um, MC there events as well. Do you? Mate, I've got my fingers in yeah. lots of pies. They're only party pies, but I've got yeah. my fingers you in You see, it. we both work for the NRL via different circuits. You know, I do the music. I would never see you. Yeah, Because no. I'm in my box. Yeah. I don't move my box. Mm. Yeah. I don't leave the uh, chairman's club or wherever. Right. You do very nice. The meal's good? Meals are fantastic, <laughs> mate, yeah. We saw another one of our ex-guest Benny Elias on the ground that day doing a meet and greet with Darius Boyd where yep. they, you bring your merch up, you get your photo, you pay the money, mm. and out, out they go. Great wicket. Oh, mate, they can clean up on Origin <laughs> Night, these ex-Origin players. <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, a certain member of the Triple M commentary team, which I won't name, no. has said, look, leave me off the list of who's going to work that night <laughs> because it is a fading and better harvest <laughs> if I just go to Origin. <laughs> There's a great line, a fair dinkum, better harvest. I want yeah. that as a motto. <laughs> now, also, talking about South and State of Origin-ish, uh, the link is uh, Latrell Mitchell. Mm. Now, he, he went over to see Dr Billy Knowles to get his hammy done, seen to work, put him out of whack, and then the calf's gone. What's happening? Well, I don't know if, you you know, just to put it in... Uh in car speak here, I don't know if he's like he's like a he's like a an HQ Monaro three fifty. You know, <laughs> just leave him in cotton wool, leave him into the shed. Yes, and when the big show's on, bring him Unleash out. Unleash it. Yes. Yeah. Like I mean, the top end of the competition is very congested, and there's still a long way to go. Yes. Yeah. So game three of Origins a dead rubber. Who cares if he plays or not? You know, yes, I'm sure my mob don't care. So you got the long view. Yeah, yeah, I'd say bring him out when he's right. But, right. My, but my concern with the Rabbits right now, and and it does extend to Dr. Billy Knowles over in Philadelphia, and we're used to a lot of charlatans from the US, smoke and mirrors. Mm. We established that Luttrell did the right thing. He actually physically removed his hamstring. And it, it, while he was over at, like, you know, Magic Mountain or whatever, Billy was working on it. <laughs> Whereas... Travojevic. So he was, he, was, he was on the banana lounge. That's Lusa. right. Yeah, yeah. Right, whereas okay. Travojevic and Pappenhausen made the error of actually accompanying their hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was going, well, the trail's come back. He's better than ever. And South is flying high. But because it's all out of whack, it's, apparently his calf is worth about 20 points per game. Yeah, right. Because yeah. since he's gone down, you're conceding 32 compared to 12 in that six-game winning streak. Mate, you might be. Like, they've put... They lose – the opposition puts 30 on them every week and even when they beat the Titans, the Titans put 28 on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're telling me, Chris, that those other boys, the, it's, it's the hamstring that's got the passport. That's and right. They, and, and who's accompanying you? Are you do, well, you, it's well known it's much easier to get a green card for your body part <laughs> and a visa or whatever those ESAC things are now, though. or ESAC yeah, yeah. or whatever they're called now. All sorts of problems in the studio, Chris. <laughs> so uh, that game, I mean, my opinion was within 10 minutes, I think, well, it's pretty even, mm. pretty, both pretty strong defence. Tack hasn't come through yet, you know. What do you think happened? Where did it go off the rails? You're talking about game two. I, game I two. don't think our guys were... You know, every time they got into a 
position to put points on. They Couldn't didn't look it. like the points were in them, Couldn't did they? No. Yeah, I feel like everybody's talking about that that game where they lost 32-6. They were beaten comprehensively. Mm. But the first game, mm. now we, we need to – there's a couple of things here we need to underline. I don't know why people aren't making more of a fuss of it. They were down to 12 men. Mm. They didn't hang on to win. They scored two tries to win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They had absolutely no bench. If that is not among the three greatest victories by a Queensland side, yeah. I don't know what is. Yeah. I think game two, they were just beaten by a better side. Mm. Right, right. Mm. Tommy? Well, isn't it sad? You know, mm. I mean, if, if there's you know, a bloke you feel sorry for, now it's a peck. And they reckon that's the only part that's never been busted. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, the whole now we've got the complete set. <laughs> he can take his whole <laughs> body. Got- there, there, there's a bit of a battle of cultures going on, though, um, because Billy, who's winning the war. So Stephen mentioned earlier that there's apparently a faction within the Blues that isn't into the the earthing, the meditation, yeah. and the breathing. Though you, you, think every, you think everyone would be into the breathing, though, yeah, wouldn't you? Yes. You think that's sort of fundamental. fundamental. <laughs> and there's a, an argument about the impact of boombox culture, whatever yeah. that is. But Billy is saying we're playing for our families, our teammates, our organisation, our coaches, but above all, we're playing for the people of Queensland. Yeah. And he's highlighted over the last 12 months that Queenslanders have gone through droughts, floods, pestilence, loco- mm. pestilence locusts, the whole thing. Does Queensland continue to need natural disasters next year to keep winning Origin? <laughs> and well, it, and yeah. isn't that a furphy? Let's, let's get the data, let's get the stats and find out who's had the worst disasters over the last few years. Yeah. Guarantee New South Wales will be ahead at this point. And can I show you why Queensland wins with a bit of audio, which is a bit difficult to Please. do, but if we listen to this piece of audio, I think this unlocks why Queensland actually wins. Yeah, we'll save it this tonight. Why do they make it so special? Like I was saying, when we run out of that tunnel, there's an energy that hits us, and it's like nowhere else in the world. So thanks so much, Queensland, for getting behind us. Was that the reason why you, you chased Stephen Crichton down from over this side of the field? Yeah. In my head, I was thinking Scotty Sattler. <laughs> so my take on that was I think Darren Lockyer wanted to say so what was the reason that you didn't accept the, the Gold Coast Titans contract and backflip if Queensland is so great, right? And the very people, the Lockyers, the Thurstons, the Slaters, the Smiths, that isolated that poor kid as a young uh, up-and-comer in the Maroons' culture, now trading on the success of DCE. Mm. It's the ability for enemies to come together for a greater cause. And for just the, to switch. It's just magnificent, yeah. isn't it? Now, could it be that DCE is just faster? Look, no. I, I was debate, I've debated with a lot of people who's 15 metres ahead of Crichton. Yes. Right? In a straight line. Because I, I watch the Sail GP a lot now. Right. And it's all grids and time and distance. And I, now he was running on the hypotenuse, granted. So that's True. a longer distance than Crichton. But I've been maintaining for a long he, time, he, he, Maroon. Head start. Yeah. Head start. Yeah. And I've been maintaining for the longest time. And I've been yelled down by so many people this you run slower when you've got the ball. Right. Slows you down. Yeah, right. Well, okay. first thing I would say to you, Chris, is I've always known you to be a bloke that watches too much TV. <laughs> and I, I don't know where you find the time. But we, we, we often say that. Yeah, I often think that. Yeah. You know, whatever. He's always talking about what's on TV. He knows about F-Boy Island. And, yeah, now we were there. They didn't see this, but, but fried Friday night, Shannon yeah. and I, what'd you make of that? Oh, look, you know, I feel like God love him. You <laughs> God know, but, love him. But, you know, it's sort of like... A man's got to earn a living. Uh, yeah. I feel like sometimes in these big occasions we don't have enough people to cater for them, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's like... You mean we've run dry on talent? I, I don't want to say we've run dry on talent. No, but okay. But I feel like we need to either... Um, 
find some new talent, yes. bring some talent over, yes. or not do it at all. Because, you know, in the old days, didn't they used to say, well, who's over here? Let's yeah. who's over here. Let's get well, them. Who do we use, yeah. yeah. But, but didn't he light up the place with, what about me? Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah, that really? Some, it's, it's an interesting point, though. They certainly didn't put this year's winner of Australian Idol out there, did they? Yeah. And But it worries me because, yes, I'm a television consumer in this instance. I'm getting. I missed the Friday the Friday night footy jingle of yeah. the pregame and, and entertainment. Guess what? It was Wednesday. That's right. No Gus final word no anymore. Gus, no, no, no. It's just a lot of endless footage of the dressing rooms. I get it. They're hitting yeah. pads. They're yeah, warming yeah, up. Yeah, I think we've yeah. got to rethink this. Yeah, I think so too, mate. I don't know exactly what. You know what? That here's an idea. Yeah. Could they just start at half an hour earlier? Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Well, you were busy, and I was busy, mm. so we don't care. Now we look. You know, once yeah. No, it's. Uh, it, you're right, mate. You've got to get to Brisbane. You've got to get to your apartment. Yeah. You know, these are quality problems, though, Steve, aren't they? Yeah, and then you've got to get yeah. to the game, get your oh, suit look, on. I, I was watching the corpus, and they were tuned right off Shannon Oll until What About Me? Yeah, right. And then the phones yeah. came up with the light. Now, talking about phones, I don't know if you saw this. You probably were busy doing your wrap-up in your mm. executive Chairman's booth. Club. Chairman's mm. Club, yes. Uh, this I've never seen before. Now, you know Tom Jones. The yeah, oh, yeah. Do you yeah. remember the, 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 the mid-show incident that would occur over and over again where women would take their underwear off yes. and throw it on stage. Yes. I don't understand that. I was talking to Chris, I don't understand why that happens. Some sign of adoration, absolute support. Yeah, well, I mean, what are you thinking? You're going to throw your undies at uh, no. Shannon Noel. You want to be, they want to be clean ones, <laughs> wouldn't they? I mean, I've just been on a plane. For... <laughs> we don't want your undies. Yeah. No, what I was going to say was the very end, I've never seen this before ever, as JT and Reese Walsh were walking around to say thanks to the fans, they were throwing their phones. Throwing the, their Throwing f- their phones at the, not even just the players, JT, ex-player, the idea being I'm not sure except, then they take a selfie and throw it back again. Oh, yeah, right, So you're right, throwing $1,000 right. worth yeah. of technology at someone's yeah. head, you know, yeah. <laughs> hoping to get your phone back with a special photo. Well, this opens up a whole other thing. This is the youth of today, right? <laughs> like, they, 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 they'll they, say they can't afford a bloody house yeah. and they'll spend $70 a week on takeaway coffee and $300 a week on cocaine. <laughs> this is why you can't afford a house. <laughs> and that's just that the concession stands at the game. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. right. Mm. But but the, it does beg the question, like, uh, who would you throw your underwear for? Mm. Who, me? Mm. Oh, good to speak. Oh. We ask Anthony Yeah, first. look, I'd, I've always had a bit of a thing for Shania Twain. Uh. So the, or Kerry Ann <laughs> That doesn't impress you much. K-A-K. Yeah. That's interesting. So I wouldn't probably K-A-K. throw my undies. <laughs> I love Kerry Ann and, and Shania Twain. But... Throwing my undies at them might just get the... Um, it's an awkward exercise, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I've just got the black ones from Best and Less. <laughs> if we go back in time, I'm sure my sister won't mind saying this, but up at the Cauldron, the old uh, nightclub in Sydney, uh, yeah. Tom Jones might have uh, propositioned her. Right. And she said no because she's an Inglebert Humperdinck girl. Oh, uh, that would have give, that would have scarred Did him. I tell you my, my Tom Jones story? And he just said, why, why, why? No, sorry. <laughs> I, it, well, I virtually was in the room where I had to entertain Tom Jones with my music and personally say, hello, how you doing? With his two blonde female friends. And what would you like to hear? He said, I want some singers, female, Aretha Franklin, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, whatever you got. You know, okay, we can do that. You know, way we went. He was delivered Cristal, different kettle of fish to Waterloo, mm. Redford. Yeah, bloody oath. Okay, mm. all night long. Yeah. Got tanked. Wobbled out the door, and he said, I'll put your name on the door tomorrow night. So we went to the show. We go to the show. Undies go on the stage, as you expect, you know. He wipes the sweat off his brow, and he goes, and he starts to smell. Oi. I'm going, hoi, steady on, Tom, you know. He goes, <laughs> he goes, Cristal, 95. <laughs> can, can, we, can we give the final word on the Origin series, Stephen, oh, to yeah. one of your contemporaries? He's... Um, been kind enough to appear on this show previously, uh, Anthony, which is Spud Carroll. Oh, yes. Uh, his quote uh, about Game 3 is, it's a dead rubber, 
So New South Wales can't win the series. Hang on, did he come up with that himself? No, no, Is that so. what he said? <laughs> now we've got a song. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with Origin, mm-hmm. but you're Den- aware. Dennis Carnahan. You're aware of Dennis's work. Oh, I love Dennis. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, and um, I'm somewhat embarrassed to say that I was uh, not at Campbelltown the week before last. I was at a house music party when the great Alex Twole scored mm, his first try, yeah. and, and Dennis has immortalised it in song. Mm. The kickoff, the third of our games on this Saturday in round 16. The storm to get first use following the Tigers' kickoff. June 17, 2023. A day to go down in history. Alex Twole's played for seven without a goal, a finals match, or a try. So many times he came so close to crossing that white line into glory. But he lost his grip when he needed it most, and poor Alex was always denied. But This is Fire Up. Stephen Pearce. Anthony Maroon is our special guest today. Triple M and Chris Gale, of course, from everywhere. One of the questions is often asked of you, I know, is it, is it Anthony or is it Maroon? Mm. You go by either, correct? I do, Chris. Yeah, whatever. Um, as I get older, I get um, Anthony. But Maroon, I've, always, I've never really answered to Anthony my whole life. Your mother? Oh, she never. My family never even used to call me Anthony. No. What do they call you? Kid. Yeah, just whatever, mate. Whatever. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> and, and You're allowed to swear, Anthony, if you mm, want to. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do, um. And do you get dragged into the maroon maroon debate? Oh, mate. All, Constantly. Yeah, yeah. A, 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 a mate of all of ours, Jamie Angel, used to say at Origin, Tom, when you go on air, call yourself blue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. apparently the rest of the world does say maroon for the yes, colour maroon. I know, I know, yeah. 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 I, I, t- I totally... The Queensland has got it wrong, of course. I've made up... They're saying it wrong. It's yeah. pronounced maroon. That's exactly. So, you know, you could imagine I've got a million things out of the newspaper. Maroons, do it again. Does and, this, does yeah. this, does yeah. yeah. Fire up. Explaining the Church of Rugby League. 
Mm. Now, what about the post-wrap-up of Origin and uh, the Penrith boombox culture and Luai? He put out a tweet, Chris? Instagram post, Stephen. Instagram, with picture. Which was him, uh, nicely showered, I hasten to add, leaning on one of the goalposts, and the caption was, chill, all you idiots have to work tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah. And with uh, crying faces. And, of course, it all blew up deluxe. And which is our private Facebook group, Maroon. If you want to join uh, mm-hmm. on Facebook and f- fire up, uh, you get the Blowing Up Deluxe private group. You know, when group. you're a winner, Chris, like the America's Cup and Bob Hawke, you're allowed to have the day off. Yeah, right. When you're a loser, suck it up. Mm. Now, and a lot of what wasn't reproduced in the paper was underneath it says, anyway, we move on. So uh, the concern was that he was having a crack at some of the idiots yeah. who follow Australian no, sport, no. who we absolutely love. And we thought, what a beautiful shout-out to us it was. Uh, there was a second interpretation that he was just saying, I'm a professional and I don't have to work every day like you do, yaha, boo sucks. And the third interpretation was he'd received some death threats and he was directing it at a particular audience. Jeez, he's turning tr- fate, isn't he? And, <laughs> and like most things, uh, it then split down on you know along Nine and Fox lines as to which the correct interpretation was. Right. But, it tapped but into- he's seen as a mug lair, isn't he? Well, there's no worse insult, is there, Maroon, to be called than to be called a muggler. It's worse than a grub, a pest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My dad, back amoeba. In, yeah, my dad. Well, if he called you a mug or a lair, yeah, or you yeah, know, yeah. if you're a pull mug, your head in, put yeah, pull, pull your head in. in yeah, or, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. rugby league experiences. Uh, not only did I see State of Origin with you, um, Chris went to another game. Did you, Chris? I went to two games on the weekend, Stephen. I went to the Roosters versus Raiders. Anything to say about at that? At Trelleont Stadium. Yeah. Uh, I won't mention him by name. I always mention him by name on this show, but I went this time because his job, despite his job description, was to escort Alan Jones down to the Canberra dressing rooms for his pre-game Churchillian speech right. and then up to the Roosters. With the Raiders, did you say? Yes, yeah. with the Raiders. Cause so, so don't scare me. There's no risk that this man, Alan Jones, will be looking for a job at George Illawarra. <laughs> Surely that's not what he's leading well, to. Well, if you look at... Ever Coaching since, job. Ever since he first <laughs> appeared up in Suncor Stadium, like like the ghost of Christmas past, Phew. behind Sticky Stewart, the Raiders have gone on a bit of a run. Yeah. And um, of he course, that touch. Of course, he's, he's decided, I may as well take advantage, as obviously he's heard what a great time the Maroon has up at Suncor, so he yeah, took advantage yeah. of the Rooster's corporate box. Yeah. And my friend had to escort him up there so rugby league is very much the richer for the return of the parrot i think yes his work has dropped off hasn't it big time so are you, are you saying that he was there to help canberra but yes. he ended up in the roosters corporate box does yep. both that's outrageous, outrageous well, isn't it? but you know why because the catering they've been getting in sticky because sticky Ricky runs gets nothing fairly bleak ship you know he's yeah. pretty spartan yeah, sticky yeah, yeah. and so he goes well i'm not really enjoying myself having done all the hard work in the in the rooms getting the boys fired up so i better go and get can you see canvas. alan eating a dog on a stick <laughs> Can yeah, you? like some chicken on a Can stick you? or, uh, yeah, one of those Arancini. Everywhere you yeah. go now, it's Arancini, Arancini balls. balls I know. It? We had those down. At, well, yeah. we had a night in the gong. Another another mate of mine, we'll come to that, but another mate of mine also might have been involved in the Cronulla Asana matter and actually had a meeting at the toaster with the parrot and actually turns up in Gal's autobiography. So if you ever get a chance to read that, and why wouldn't you? Gal's auto? Yeah, he, he gets a mention, yeah. uh, my day with Alan Jones. Who also said he'd turn down any option to train St George because he's not going to make the journey down the coast. We made the journey down the coast, didn't we? Well, we did. Yeah. We did, to where Jason Riles lives. Yes. Even though he didn't take the job there. No, yeah, too amazing, far for him to travel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing about Gal was it was uh, in Danny Widler's comment, uh, column, it was said that uh, Gal declined the potential opportunity to do an assistant coach gig yeah. with Flano yeah, yeah, yeah. at the reboot at St. George Illawarra because he didn't like the drive from the Shire to no, Wollongong. No, yes, no, no. Yes. And we, we, in that drive, I actually started hitting the brakes when we got to the Shire because we were that close to Wollongong. Yes, and, and yeah, despite cries from the top of Stanwell Tops of Ubuntu, still wasn't enough to burn down. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> you we, hadn't been there, had you, Chris? I, yeah, no, I'm trying to tick off okay. Marin, all the stadiums. So yeah. I'm off to Seabus Super Stadium in two weeks. Well, time. you've never been there. I've never been to win. Because he doesn't have enough to do. He's never been to win. <laughs> never, never been to win. That shocks the shit out of me, and, knowing you. And via the agency of your former employer, Andrew Gordon, yep. received the very kind invitation down to one of the corporate areas. Beautiful. Right? And, get, and guess what? We park beautifully. Yes. Easy, close. Very nice. easy. It's a very attractive town. Yes. We walk in. Up you go the lift, in you, in you go, captain's lounge, right? They're greeting us on an easel as a big picture of Ben Hunt welcoming us. <laughs> on the week, he's not yeah. supposed to be there yeah, even. Yeah. I'm still wearing my uh, wristband because yeah. I vowed not to cut it off until he actually does leave St. George Illawarra, but uh, that, OH&S, given that he might be there for the rest of the season, I mean, I might have to take it off. should have been a sign, Chris. If, gonna, if Ben Hunt's going to put his own photo on a board as he's greeting you, <laughs> surely he's not going anywhere. Surely. And guess what? He runs out, no booze. Did you... Tap into that. Did you see the game? Yeah, I called the game. You called the Actually, game? Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, my theory is that the St. George Laura fans are so over it, mm. they didn't have the energy to boo him. Yeah, I don't know. where. You know what, mate? There was a couple of moments. You know, first, uh, Firstly, he didn't particularly do much, I didn't think. But, mm. you know, there was a couple of times I thought where they could have stopped tries. And, and early in the game, there was um, opposition winger. might have been Dallin. Went, he, he crossed the line and he was going to score. But somebody like Murdoch Masilla or Jack Bird, I think it was, he didn't even bother to try and keep him out near the sideline. Mm. You know, it was a real shit effort. Yes, yeah, something's the, missing. Yeah, something mm. is definitely if, missing. If we say, Dallin Watney, Selesniak, Stephen Panics, you, how much work do you have to put into getting the names right? Because they have uh, like a yeah. like a, a handbook now, don't they? Something like that? Yeah, well, th- I've got two theories on this. What, first one is Rab's always told me, the great Rab's, the greatest uh, rugby league he caller. He gave advice. He did. Yeah. He said, Look, if you're saying it one way and your co-commentator's saying it another no. way, for fuck's sake, get him to say it the way you're saying it. <laughs> and, and the other, the other um, thing is, like, we, get, we must respect the Polynesian players and their surnames, but to go out of your way to change the way we say it, it, for players that have been around for six or seven, ten seasons, people in the car must go, oh, is this a new player? I remember Papali. Yeah. yeah. Then it was Papali'i. Papali'i. Well, I mean, Finally. the Junior Paulo Barlow thing, but, mm. you know, I guess it's an, it's an evolutionary yeah. thing, but uh, Fa'asua Malawi presents some challenges, doesn't it? Yeah. My question sil- is, should there be a limit on syllables and what number is it? Yeah, well, this is Can a good point. Can you have point. 48 syllables? Well, you know, this is a whole. This is a good point you make, but I don't want to get in the whole thing on uh, no culture wars. Yeah, because no. I love the Polynesian players, and it's well, I've got well, to respectfully well, get their names. Can I right. just give you my experience after getting the chicken bites, the arancini balls? Mm. Uh, I think there was uh, zucchini flowers. Zucchini flowers. Yes, there were there, there was uh, plenty of stuff coming through. I even missed the prawns, Chris. Yeah, it's the prawns with the jacket potato, which I thought oh. was an interesting and combination. And jacket potato, what yeah. a combo! Yeah. So take our seat right in front of me. There's about twenty five. This is in the gong. Pacifica boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big boys, yeah. you know, they score first. They go nuts, screaming and squealing in front of me. I'm going, sit down, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> this is our membership area. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, found out they were interlopers. They didn't have tickets in either which way. Oh, fair dinkum. <laughs> but I love their spirit. What, love in- their spirit. When you say interlopers. Interlopers. Well, they shouldn't have been in that space. Oh, gate crashes. Gate crashes. Oh. They, were, they were removed. It was a very interesting experience for me. <laughs> Maroon, because uh, I've known Stephen for a long time and I regard him as generally balanced and fair. I've loved, loved New Zealand all, all the way. Yeah. And but by, not, not in front of me, screaming in my head. By the way, Brian Fletcher uh, was on your side on Sunday and Matty Johns where he said it's just not fair with Asafa Solomona. He shouldn't be allowed to do what he's allowed to do, which is one of Stephen's great <laughs> He's too big. Concerns, he's too big. You know how boxers got – it's a weight range. Yeah, yeah. Got to yeah. stick with the weight range. Yeah. He's too big. Who, which, who is? Nelson. Oh, big isn't Nelson. he a monster? He's, he's amazing. A monster. It's not right. 
so what we had here was uh, um, a combination of Warrior supporters who had um, inappropriately sat in the seats and were happily removed by security. But there were some genuine <laughs> corporate invitees. The Warriors, now we talk in Australian sport. I once had a Dutch um, uh, lad staying at our share household and we took him out to the Rabbits. Sydney Tigers out at Parramatta Stadium back in the 1996 mid- or 96 and yeah. 95, 96. And he was nervous because it was there were Rabbitohs and Tiger supporters all in a mingle and he was used to his European soccer experience, yes, yes. right? Barbed wire fences. And we said, no, no, this is Australia. We're egalitarian. We're all one great people. We're all together. By the end of the game, Stephen was advocating that no supporter for an opposition team should ever be invited to a corporate area of the home club. I agree with that. And the suggestion was that we do take a leaf out of European football's handbook that the Warriors supporters have to be shepherded into a penned-off area half an hour before Electric fence. the gates open, electrify the fences, yeah, yeah. and are held there for another half hour before they're left. Is this a retrograde step, or would this improve the spectators' experience, do you think? Uh Look, this is definitely not something I would endorse. <laughs> Let me just say that. Uh, definitely, di- I'm definitely distancing myself <laughs> from that. that. Can I just say the magic with Sean Johnson was incredible. As soon as he touched the ball, speed doubled. Like life, looked, yeah. I felt slow. You know? And if you if you go back and review the tape, what Nazareth probably didn't need to make that final part. He could yes, have had five tries. Yes, yes, yes. But I, it, it is really difficult mm. because you feel the existential angst of the home supporters when someone mm. like Jackson Ford grows a leg playing yeah. for a club that he used to represent. Now, trying to track down this Wagner v Putin. Ukraine incident is nearly as impossible as trying to track down what's happening with Ben Hunt, right? So we won't go there. We won't try and work out where he is and why he is and what's going on with it. But he had the meeting with the uh, the admin, mm. manager, coach to come, Flano, etc. So it was interesting. So it was at the Taj Mahal yesterday, from memory. Where are we now? Tuesday, yesterday. So it was going to be a, a perfunctory 45-minute meeting and then Ben was off to Brisbane, done deal, Titans next year. He's arrived with Steve Gillis, I believe, who's his manager, and he's met by Ryan Webb, who I did... Everyone's made the mistake. I called him Ryan Carr last week. There's a few Ryans and the Yeah, too many Ryans. Um, uh, uh, Chairman Lancaster, of course, Andrew Lancaster, and bizarrely, manly assistant coach Shane Flanagan apparently has got something to do And with- he was only, only allowed to, on his time off. Correct. Correct. Right. And, of course, what happens, what happens Stephen, when um, Ben arrived at yeah. the Taj Mahal? Well, we've all seen the films. You know, when the trolley is brought in, it's much like you're going to have an operation or the dentist, and they roll out this knife kit. You know, they undo it, right? And mm. sitting next to them, they wheel out a commode, just like Daniel Craig <laughs> in one of those James Bond films, and, and suddenly starts to sweat, you know. And I don't know if it was Lancaster or whether it was Flano. No, it was actually, definitely Flano. So he was actually taken Flano. out back past the new Hall of Fame room they've got there, yes. past the bar, the bistro, into a darkened space yes. with a very low light. Sharp knife. And then somewhat theatrically, Flano yeah. appeared from a sliding door <laughs> in a full smock, yeah, yeah. snapping on the rubber gloves, that's right, that's right, yeah. unfurls the instruments he and said, said, let's talk contracts. He said, first thing, show us your, show us your fingernails. <laughs> then it was the teeth, a la Laurence Olivia, right? <laughs> Marathon man yeah. with suddenly, Dustin Hoffman. Suddenly he's there for the end of the year. <laughs> and, and, and we're talking about the next two years. Yeah. But the, the interesting thing, because you're you know, a, a long time, as you said, you spent a lot of your time living in the Illawarra. Yeah. When Ben was asked after he first, I guess, texted and confirmed with Buzz that he was going, um, he says, why is he leaving? And uh, I think bizarrely it's because he's a man Well, of you, you roll out the family clause, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a family. I feel mm. sad. I can't Compassion. see Compassion. Yeah, Compassion. Compassion clause, mm. exactly. I, I actually think it's he wants to be, be a man of his word because he said, if Hook goes, I'm going. Yeah. Though, if he was a man of his word, he signed a three-year extension. Without that clause, yes. But no, he said, it's for family reasons. That's the main reason. I've missed the support networks with family. Yeah, yeah. And the weather's always nice. 
have right, you, in Queensland. Have you noticed that most player agents don't have bomb on their phone? Is that right? The app, yeah. yeah. They got no idea what they're walking into when it comes to the weather. Yeah. It's, you, know? you know what? It's like that. You would have heard this story, Chris, where John Rebo, when he was playing, he came to Sydney and John Singleton took him to Vaucluse and told him it was Newtown. <laughs> It's a similar... Well, there's a lot of Debrasacs and that sort of caper in clues, isn't there? With that? Not so much in Newtown. He then went on to say, I just thought once I signed, there would be a snowball effect. Yeah. But the players didn't come. Well, Ben, they didn't come because of the weather. Yeah. You know, so the very reason that he's leaving is the reason why they didn't come. No wonder he's in a conundrum and thank heavens Flano's talked Chris, some sense you, in you dabble in real estate, right? North facing is everything. I'm, I'm a feng shui expert. Yeah, the, the gong is basically south facing. Yeah. That's all he needs to know. Can I tell from bitter experience I'm learning, <laughs> learning that big issue in the feng shui community is if you're built on a slope, that's not a good thing. Right. And because uh, that adds stairs, and stairs is a Hasn't, bad thing. Haven't they heard of the escarpment? Well, yeah, it's just, you know, it's just so get get level. That'll yeah. improve your property values, I believe. Fire up, we'll be back in just a moment. Well, before we go, Oh, Stephen, we've got something else to say. We do, oh, we do. Okay. Um, because of the departure of Hook and now the precipitous departure of Justin Holbrook, oh, right. Adam O'Brien rather quixotically... Uh, gave an interview recently saying yeah I can understand that I'm under pressure I feel like I've been separated from the herd and so he's feeling the pressure and that was probably exacerbated on the weekend when they to Christian Welsh's great surprise (laughs) the Newcastle Knights failed to beat the Panthers who weren't putting it in their origin players and poor old Jack Hetherington got put in the bin for a slap Isaac Tungo had had a little one in him and he got caught and Heatherington's record, by the way, is now after 58 games, one send-off, five sin bins and six suspensions, wow. which is a great thing. So the problem, I think, for Jack was he was following the very advice about the, what the boys need to do at Newcastle if we hear this. Gotcha. Yeah, there was moments like that all throughout the game, you know, the... Like the dummy half barge on that was, I think we went three sets or something like that. We went back to back to back, kept turning away, and then to have someone just dive over from dummy half, there was some frustrating moments, no doubt. There's a ton of effort going in. Boys are, um, are certainly in there swinging away. With- You know, Chris, it's interesting. Being separated from the herd is exactly what David Bowie made his whole career on. Yes. Separation, individualism, not isolation, but he definitely was his own bus driver of a separate bus from everybody else. I would have thought the Queenslanders built their whole premise on being part of the herd, being Queenslanders, mm. and Adam O'Brien is in a weird position. And there was no David Bowie on the New no South Wales advice, boom no. box. I mean, we, we're always <laughs> looking for um, bridging the divide between the arts and, and rugby, rugby league. league. Beautiful. In, uh, a, are you a Bowie fan? And if not, um, what is the your, your music of taste? What um, gets and, and going in your Who would David Bowie support today? 
Um, that's a really St George Illawarra. Uh, no, no, I've, I've got him as a North Queensland I think cowboy. He'd be a rabbit, oh, mate. He's, you know, all the big movie stars. I actually saw Bowie live. Yeah, in which year? The old showground in 1983. Serious yeah, Moonlight. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, fantastic. We were there. We oh, were all yeah, there. Right, right. right. <laughs> what a night! It was great. Who do yeah. you like? Uh, well, my go-to since I was about 12 has been Billy Joel. Yes. Uh, growing up in Sydney in the 80s, I saw In Excess a lot of times, and I saw In Excess at um, the Playroom in Talabudja. Remember the, the old Playroom? Playroom, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fantastic. So, uh, but look, um, I'm nearly 60 now, but since I was 12, I've always been a Billy Joel man, you in, know. In, like, in the last season of Ted Lasso, Roy at one stage uh, confessed that he regarded The Stranger as a masterpiece. Right. Not one bad song and, on it. And sadly, he's calling into the uh, Madison Square Garden annual event yeah right you know what Steve this is sad I was in New York when he was on yeah. and I didn't go and didn't see go. it because no, no. I've seen him so many yeah. times he was on when I was there but I didn't go deliberately second concert I ever went <laughs> second concert I ever went, went to after ELO was Billy Joel right yeah, at, at the Horton, Horton. 1981 yeah. oh, I think it was earlier than that Stranger right. would have been earlier, oh, Stranger 77 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and um, talking of Ted Lasso Chris yes. the last song was Cat Stevens Father and Son yes essentially what the whole show was about <laughs> no, the underlying sadness and depression for not being with his son. I thought you were talking about our show. And, I, and, and look, Stephen, I, I regard you more as a brother figure than a father figure. I, that, that I'm Ted, confused. That Ted Lasso is the worst show I have ever seen in my life. It's one of the best shows I've ever Mate, seen in my life. it is absolute nonsense. <laughs> Welcome to Point Counterpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Not Billy Joel, Billy Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Lasso, not Ted Lasso. <laughs> Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, Chris, uh, we've done the gong, have we? Yes, we've just got a couple of uh, bits yeah. and pieces to wrap up, Stephen. Now, I, you just struck me with a real, real left field call, Bob Geldof. Yes, the Bob Geldof coming to Melbourne. Yes. Why would he? It, surely it's not ACDC Lane he's going to see. So you were across the fact that Sir Bob was seen at the Storms game versus Manly Ringer on the weekend, Maroon. Ah, I, that's why I was across that. I've actually met Bob Geldof. He's lovely. Come on, when? Uh, look, it would have been about 2003, 2004 oh, yeah. at the old Triple M. Yeah. I don't know why. Did you blame him for any troubles with uh, Michael Hutchins? No, no, no I was um, I was, I was overawed, mate. I, I think <laughs> I said call him Sir Bob. But he was lovely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. An Irishman who accepts the Queen's honour. Hmm. Well, yeah. it, it, I mean, <laughs> the, the overt reason, and you um, actually being gainfully employed in audio as opposed to Stephen and myself, um, <laughs> there is a new digital radio online play called Disrupt. Yeah. And uh, Sir Bob has been um, flown in to co-anchor with Libby Gore for the first week of the breakfast show. Oh, that's show. a good get. Yeah. So that's the. How much would they be paying for that, though? Look, I don't. Hey. Oh, mate. What Why would, would he do that? Yeah. It, yeah. It'd have to be more than mm. money. One would. Would oh. he be short of a quid? Well, that's a very good that's question. A good question. Isn't question. It? Yes. Because yes. he was seen deep in discussion with Craig Bellamy. And we've established a long time ago that Bellamy is obviously clearly a genetic engineering genius because he takes cattle that doesn't look any good anywhere else on any regular paddock and turns them into superstars. Yeah. And, a, and a master of the dark arts as yeah. well. And I mean, I think we all accept that the Illuminati is fact. Yeah. And um, if, if, if you, you know, ostensibly he set up Band Aid and Live Aid because no one was buying Boomtown's racks records yeah, anymore, yeah, right? Yeah. Did that money get to Africa? And is it possible that Sir Bob is recruiting? Bellyache for part of the dark arts. You know, we need a good geneticist in the in the in the crew. Is that what's going on? Anthony, you probably don't realise that we think Cameron Smith is the devil. Right, right, uh, yeah. All the yeah, all I was aware is, that you all, thought that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Cameron. Smith. The smell of sulfur comes out of the dressing room anywhere he is, Queensland, it's, it's the, the devil. And anybody associated. So we're, there's something going, something afoot between Melbourne 
and a man who was, you know, Roman Catholic, Irish Catholic, you know. Mm. So is he a, is he a, an emissary? <laughs> well, what do you say, Chris? Well, emissary, I'm, emissary is what yeah. I would say <laughs> of the Vatican. Let's just call him a cultural attaché, or <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, something broader than that. Yeah, but you know, so it'd be interesting because we thought that you know Bellamy again was going to retire, and then he didn't because. He got to purgatory, essentially, which is out the back of Amy Stadium. And Cameron Smith said, we need a full set of 10 of illegal tackles, Craig. <laughs> and you're only up to eight. So he sent him back. But he will be looking for something post-career. And this, this could be it. Also, this is probably a really bad joke. But um, uh, Sir Bob has <laughs> got the Boomtown Rats back together. You might recall their, their album, The Fine Art of Surfacing. Yeah, right. Well, he's doing a sequel, The Fine Art of Resurfacing George, George Burgess's Hip. Or- so you can look forward to that. Boombox Rats. <laughs> Boombox Exactly. <laughs> Featuring Jerome Luai with Crichton and Toto. Yeah, rapping. Covering voice to men. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sells itself. With a whole lot of auto-tune. <laughs> what a winner. I mean, when you come to another country as far away as Australia, you've got to have a couple of irons in the fire, don't you? Yeah. Speaking of ambassadors, Stephen, can I talk about um, briefly the, the sad axing of Supercoach Justin Holbrook last Super week? Supercoach Justin Holbrook. How did, how did you feel about that? I mean, that was talking about cloak and dagger. Yeah. Well, mate, it's funny. It's the first time in a long, probably 15 years, something happened in rugby league that wasn't... Uh, <laughs> leaked. Leaked. It wasn't... Yeah. We were talked about it for three weeks and then it happened. It yeah. just happened, didn't it? Just it happened, yeah. Much like uh, Luke Brooks signing with Manly. Yeah, yeah. It just happened. Yeah. You know? and, and and that's what Mal said. It just happened. Mm. Well, Mal Meninga. Yeah. Didn't know about it. So didn't Mal say now he might pull out of there? Or? Yes. Oh, and, th- and this concerns us because ostensibly he's the Gold Titans ambassador yeah. in, a, in a role, Mal Meninga. And people have unkindly suggested in his origin coaching career that he was just there uh, as the front person and Michael Hagan was pulling the strings. In a way that we also feel that maybe if you saw at halftime in Origin 1, Billy Slater just staring straight ahead while Cameron Smith addressed the troops. and much like Kevin Walters and Adam Reynolds, who's the coach there. And and that the word is that one of your colleagues, who's the true ambassador of the Titans, Gordon Tallis, was all across it, you know. Mm, yeah. And, I mean, if Mal Meninga was genuine at the Titans, he would have been sitting next to Caroline Kennedy at that game, uh, the US ambassador. Yeah. So there's there's all sorts of skullduggery going on at the Titans, and that's got to be Des Hasler's calling. So Mal's buggered, basically. Yeah, Mal, I am buggered. Oh, he's he's buggered. Like his political career. <laughs> yeah, what about that? Wasn't that great? 29 seconds. <laughs> it lasted about as long as the Tim Zoo fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's 77 seconds, wasn't it? <laughs> Apparently when Justin was told by Steve Mitchell, the Titans... And CEO that he was no longer required. He said shivers. Did he really? I don't know if it was shivers. shivers. Oh, shivers. <laughs> and there was everybody at the St. George Illawarra shenanigans about Flano going, no, Des, he's no good. Why would you want Des for? And suddenly he's just, whoa, he's going to take out the Titans. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah. now know why Des didn't take the interview. Mm-hmm. It must be tough, though. I mean, you know, Jason Riles lives in the area, played for the club, doesn't want it, was yeah. being offered great riches. But St. George Illawarra, when they appointed Flanagan, said it was very clear to us we needed an experienced coach two weeks earlier yeah, yeah, <laughs> we were employing yeah, a rookie yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't make yeah. sense Chris now listen uh, Reese Walsh I want to talk about Reese Walsh okay mm. now he, he started off we used to call him the Barishnikov rugby league he's had all the fine skills of a dancer I think he's more like Mick Jagger who does dance but was a bad boy you know essentially a bad boy there was an incident wasn't there two years ago with a well, with what, the police told to move on oh in the, in the Gold Coast was that yes. the Gold, Gold Coast yeah. absolutely yeah. Mm. Nothing, yeah. nothing good this, comes to the Gold Coast no. right? after midnight <laughs> yeah. this was I thought a refreshing incident because it sort of paralleled something that was going down in the deep south so Reese was apparently um, maybe a little bit intoxicated and reasonably asked by the local constabulary to move on and he accepted the instructions where did he move on to 
who knows? The casino. Down. What else can you do in the Gold Coast? Cabell Avenue, whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, about an hour later, the police are on their circuit and they've noticed Reese in the same establishment. Mm-hmm. And they've gone up and said, didn't we ask you to move on an hour ago? Uh, yes, Constable, you did. And also, I should let you know I have a bag of cocaine in my pocket. Is that what he said? Yes. <laughs> and, and isn't he a man for pushing boundaries? Right. And, and so this was refreshing because he gave a press conference with the, yeah. the, ti- uh, with the with the with Warriors at the time. With the bags on display. Cameron George yeah. and whatever. Yeah. And he said, I'm owning it. I've made a mistake. I yeah. regret it. I've let down, you know, my fans, yeah. my family, you know, yeah. the universe, etc. Meanwhile, down south, there was a party going on for the Melbourne Storms who'd been dumped out of the competition. And as we recall, their players said, we don't know what the white powder in the video was because <laughs> we were too drunk, right? Yeah. <laughs> Reese now, he's been in the Queensland culture. He's starting to layer up a little bit and mm. he's getting a little bit verbally aggressive. Obviously, he had the little stink with Luau, which... I think proves that now if the result of Origin is decided in the last five minutes, they've officially shifted the traditional softening up period to the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> so you can throw them, headbutt, do whatever you yeah. like. Did you see that, by the way? The, yes. The, the uh, right, fight sound, yeah. yeah, all in front of me, right? Did you hear the me. music? Uh, I did hear the music, mate. It was that. Now I'm gonna. Now I'm gonna go out of my way to listen, Steve. Okay. Because I always enjoy the music. Okay. Yeah. It tells a story. And what was it? Yeah. What were you playing? Uh, well, first of all, I think I was playing Two Tries by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. You know? And then am I ever going to see your face again as they march the first? So, so how do you? Have you got a more? Just go oh, bang bang. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a whole lot of songs ready. Yeah. At the ready. I've got a folder for send-offs, though. Yeah, right. Hit then, the road, Jack. That's what came last. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, he wants to play... He wants to be the DJ for St. George Illawarra and when they run on every game, play the Impossible Dream. But <laughs> Thanks, Chris. They haven't, Thanks. They Thanks. haven't Thanks. given yeah, yeah, yeah. that task. <laughs> but, but it all fell apart in the Titans v Broncos game. Um, is it possible to hear what Kevy had to say about that? There's going to be, obviously, a lot of talk around Ben Hunt and Kev um, this week. Yeah. Do you think he'd want to come to this club after watching that? I, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah, I am a bit angry. Yeah, I'm angry for the 40,000 people that came here today. Expecting a bit more, I would have thought. So that put the mockers on Ben. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so there was a lot we learned from that, that sort of Ben was thinking of coming to the Broncos until Kevy said, mm. why would you do that based on their performance they against the Titans? say a week is a long time in politics. And also, he, league. he's not thinking big enough, is he? He's only talking about the 40,000. Like, Billy sees the whole state of Queensland. <laughs> yeah, it's a big yeah, picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Reese was unhappy all day yeah, yeah, with the refereeing. Yeah. And then there was a particular call by referee Chris Butler in front of the sticks, yes. which was going to give the Titans the opportunity to go up by eight with not much time left mm. on the clock. And basically, in fire up uh, parlance, Reese then Marin said the words, um, Michael Lucking, you Carmichael Hunt. Yeah. Now the Ben Hunt. Yes, now yeah. Ben Hunt. Yeah. All St. George supporters have actually changed it from Carmichael <laughs> Hunt, just Ben yeah. Hunt, yeah. Or, or Bunt for short, which is not to be confused Who with Who did you Buntu. say this to, Chris? Well, that is the issue, Stephen, uh, which is in front of the judiciary tonight. Referee Chris Butler. I don't mind Chris Butler's cut at his jib. He yeah. sometimes moves between being a touchy and a ref. He's all yeah. right, isn't he? Yeah, I like him, yeah. yeah. I always think of the phrase, I'll get you, Butler. But, <laughs> I'll but get you, Butler. People younger than us wouldn't, wouldn't get know. it. Yeah. No. So you're I'm te- catching a bus on the way home. You're telling way. me Reese Walsh won't care if he's rubbed out of the third because it's a dead rubber. Yeah. <laughs> well, Spud said. You said what Spud said, but yeah, yeah. he's gone on Instagram, which is what the kids do. And he's uh, provided a beautifully punctuated post. He's announced he's running for parliament, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for my career post-football. Right. Okay. But in relation to the particular incident, and as someone online said, it's so well punctuated they feel that it's come out of the Broncos PR media department. Yeah. Mm. But he said that he would never address a referee. 
So therefore, his defence is he's called one of his teammates, yeah. Yeah. and the person most in the closest in the postcode was his captain Pat Carrigan. Wouldn't you? So his defence is I didn't call the referee a Carmichael Hunt. Yeah, I called call my captain, captain a Carmichael yeah, Hunt, and yeah. everyone goes nothing to see here. Yeah, Move on. Yeah. But do you, can I just say this? Like the Titans beating the Broncos was a massive shock. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it, it's about this time last season that they died in the ass, wasn't it? No, yes. no, no, two seasons ago they scraped into the finals with a ten and fourteen record. Last season they were like five and. But didn't they? Weren't they? It, was that two seasons ago? They two were in the eight, ago. and then they dropped. Yeah, yeah and they right. Just scraped yeah. In, yeah. Mm. But I mean, it now means Jim Lenahan is one and zero. Was that last <laughs> yeah, year yeah, <laughs> Last year, St George beat them in the last game. In the rain, Wollongong, no Cogra, anybody. Anybody? No, can't, mate, I can't remember what happened <laughs> no yesterday. No one's got any interest in that. Well, I think that's enough, don't you think? Reese Walsh is going to be uh, destined for big things. He's a leadership. Look, you got to. I mean, you can you can say what you want about the Luis and the Walshers, but at least we're talking about them. Yeah, oh, you, you know, because we're all complaining about the vanilla. I've got nothing to say. Characters yeah. under the uh, the auspices of the RLPA, the well, CBA you, these days. You've got to have someone to kind of hate, haven't you? Yeah. You know? yeah. And like it's the like the Panthers, they'll probably win it again this year, and they'll be three in a row. And yeah. Luai wouldn't get one, give a shit. No, no, no. You know. And Reese Walsh is going to win Origin, so you yeah. Know? And it changes because I traditionally hated the Rabbits for what you did to us in nineteen hundred and nine. Yeah. With yeah. The, the grand final uh, issue. Is that when we kicked off and just had to correct? Yeah. But like now, like Campbell Graham. Fantastic player. Yeah. I, I love watching him play. Alex Johnson, I want him to get Ken Irvine's record. Yeah. You know, it, it's a shifting sand, Cody isn't it? Cody Walker, though, he leaves a taste. Oh, I love Cody, the red yeah. mismerchant. But it's, you know, I think you know what it is. It's like, you, so it'll be the same for you blokes as yeah. it is for me because you're what you, where you're, what you're doing in society, yeah. you're around footballers and coaches and CEOs. And they're actually good blokes. Of course they are. So you don't wish... No. No. Y- you know? They have wives and kids. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Mm. yeah Pet dogs. On, on, are we wrapping up, Stephen? We are. Can I just say, Marin, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. No, we really appreciate it. has been good fun. And in the very brief time that I was on Triple M, Stephen, yeah. pretty much the first Triple M talent who welcomed me and Rose into the fold yeah. was Maroon. Can you, I say... You were very, very generous to us in all aspects and we really, really enjoyed that experience and I publicly wanted to say thank you. Oh, I appreciate it, mate. Well, it's... um, it's, it's, To call me talent, that's lovely. No, it's... Uh, it's <laughs> I'm going to call a, you Anthony. Thank you, Steve. And I, I, I was saying, I, I've heard the names... I've heard Steve Ferris's name Have since about... I came back to Sydney, yeah, or you know, 1944, right? And I said, and there, and I said, oh, you're Here Steve Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> so no, uh, look, it's been wonderful, and I'm, I don't know why you waited so long to ask me in, but uh, <laughs> we've got all got a mutual friend in the great Andrew Gordon of uh, the Win TV great Network, man. great man, and he's brought us all together. Uh, which we love, and uh, we love him, and it's just lovely that you blokes have uh, asked me on. It's all about football. So, mate, it's all about the great game of rugby, rugby league yeah. and our love for broadcasting. And, uh, you know, it's um, wonderful. It's a wonderful that we get sit here and, and talk about Prediction. it. Prediction. Yeah. Who is uh, South Sydney going to be playing in the grand final? I think it's going to – look, you know what? I've just got this thing now about Parramatta. Oh. You know, they've got a couple of players missing and they're winning. Yeah. Anyway, but then again, it's it's like I said with Luttrell missing from South. It's the same with Nathan Cleary. Like he's going to come back, and it's still a long way to go. So maybe Penrith. Do you hear that the NRL bring in the battle of the bottom? Your team wears Tigers, my team's enjoying the ride. Playing at the very end of the year, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I don't like that at all. And, <laughs> oh. um, and, and given we are wrapping, it just occurred to me, you mentioned Cleary, of course, uh, being the West Tigers, Ivan Cleary, most evil man in rugby league. Yeah. Um, the news come to light uh, just this week that uh, Ivan sold his uh, Nepean River-based house to son Nathan at a tidy profit. Is right. there no end? 
<laughs> to the evil of this man. How <laughs> 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 Can I simply say to both of you, Ubuntu. 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 So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snotting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire! <laughs>